Good morning, everyone. This is Genevia. And this is Jennifer. And you are tuned into Soap Talk, where candid conversations cleanse the mind, heal the heart, and encourage the spirit. If you are tuning into our YouTube channel, please click the like and subscribe button so you can get our push notifications when we post new episodes every weekday morning now. Yes, Monday through exciting. Friday. Yes. <laughs> at 9 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Pacific time. You can find us at www.letsoaptalk.org on Anchor, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. And last but not least, please don't forget to visit us on our social media platforms. We are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under Soap Talk Christian Podcast. So let's Soap Talk. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Soap Talk. And without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, you know, making a differentiation between the, because uh, I know I struggle with that as well in the past. And, you know, it's just something that I can keep in the back of my mind, uh, you know, as reassuring. So uh, we'll go to the next question. It's, uh, can you explain the significance of and the difference between religion, ritual, and relationship? <laughs> that is an awesome question. Uh, there is indeed a distinction uh, between the three. Uh, let me just look at religion first. When we look at religion, religion uh, in the minds of, of many has to do with the do's and don'ts. You know, you live lives based upon commandments. And so pretty much you're walking on the eggshells because it's all a matter of external duty, you know, and that's what we see with the, the Pharisees, you know, their observance of, of the law, do this, do that. As a matter of fact, they created additional laws to what God had given Israel and placed these burdens upon, upon the people so that their focus would be on religion and not relationship. Mm. Now, ritualism, uh, of course, is something that is done uh, in a perfunctory manner. That is, you know, you just do things because you've always, always done it. You know, it's sort of grounded in tradition and it, it really doesn't have any any feeling any emotions to it so to speak you know you're just doing it you know you can be at home uh well most of everyone's at home now and you can almost look at your watch and tell what's going on at worship service you know mm -hmm. that's the ritualism you know uh people get upset if the song leader sings another uh chorus you know what is he doing <laughs> you know because now you're operating outside of what we have what we have set up. Uh, and so when you're ritualistic in your thinking, it, it's just a habit. You're, you're, check, you're checklisting, so to speak. You're just, you know, marking off everything that you are, are doing. And so that's the, the habit. And anything that operates outside of this uh, thing that is set up, you know, now there are eyebrows raised and, mm -hmm. and, and folk are upset, folk are bothered. Whereas, relationship is what God desired from the very beginning. You know, that's, that's why he made man Genesis 1, 26, 27, Genesis 2, 7. He wanted to make man for us to have a relationship with him. God never intended for us to be boggled down uh, with trying to do everything perfectly and frustrated that we can't. He says, listen, I want you to have a relationship with me. And when a person really fully embraces this relationship, relationship idea, then everything that you do from a religious standpoint, it changes because now you're operating from a different perspective. There's now joy in doing 
uh, what you're doing. If I'm living back in Jesus's day and I'm walking with the Pharisee and they have 14 different ways to wash hands and we're in the pandemic and now they say, listen, you need 20 seconds to wash your hands. Uh -huh. And then I wash my hands 20 seconds and then somebody's over my shoulder. Nope, you got to turn them over. You got to rub it this way five times, this way five times. And are you serious? You know, and, and that's what's <laughs> happening even now in the church to where people are frustrated. They, they, they're fearful of doing the wrong thing that they have no joy, no peace as, as a Christian. And that, that's not what God intended. Amen. That is not what he intended. So religion, yet yeah, James talks about pure religion in James 1.27. You know, there are do's and there are don'ts. But when it comes to the, the law for Christians, you know, we are obedient to law, but we're not dependent on law. There's a difference between law obedience and law dependency. Meaning that if I'm depending on law, which is where religion comes in, if I'm depending on my perfection to get me into glory, uh, then I'm going to be sadly disappointed, sadly disappointed, because the truth of the matter is there's a proclivity, there's a proneness to sin with us. It's just the nature, mm -hmm. you know, and so we will never be sinlessly perfect, which is why God calls us to be faithful. But if I emphasize religion over relationship, uh, then I'm frustrated that I leave church because I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I, I'm not living this perfect life. My thing is, if Jesus already lived the perfect life, which he did, and our righteousness is predicated upon his sinless perfection, my thing is, what you tripping for? Mm. <laughs> So in that regard, you got to stop trust, stop tripping and start trusting. That's a good. Yep. Thing to say. <laughs> I feel like you were speaking yeah. <laughs> straight to me because I struggle with perfectionism and um, it, it's a challenge. Okay. To say the least. Yeah. Um, and I, um, I really have been learning how to embrace, um, like you said, um, to stop tripping and start trusting um it's not it's not about anything i can do i can't do enough like you said how many different ways can you wash your hands okay you did it for 20 seconds now turn around and do it and i you know what a lot of the times i keep this on myself this is an internal mm -hmm. battle this is not something that's coming from external sources so then is it possible to have like that first uh what is it, pharisaical, is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Mindset, uh, yeah. you know, without somebody, you know, putting those demands on you to act this way, you're doing no, it, to you do it to yourself. Yeah, you know, Jesus talks about this in the parable in Luke chapter 18, nine through 14. He is speaking directly to those who trusted in themselves mm. for, for righteousness. And then he gives the parable of the uh, Pharisee and the publican or tax collector. And then he gives this picture of this, Pharisee who's who says I'm glad I'm not like these sinners over uh -huh, here I don't uh -huh. do this and this is what I do do and so uh -huh. forth uh whereas contrastly the publican the tax collector the one who's hated he's beating on his chest he can't even look up to heaven and he's mm -hmm. saying be merciful to me yeah. a sinner look I, I know what my problem is yeah. I, I, you know and, and only you can help me yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I'm not trusting in my flesh or in my power uh, to do what it is that I need to do because I know I'm going to mess it up. I've already messed it up, you know. Yeah. And and if God is presenting an option, a perfect option in the form of His Son, then why not trust in Him? Why not ride on the coattails of the Christ 
you know, to glory because it's not going to be our perfection that gets us to heaven. And, and I think we've taught that. We've even said, said it in our prayers. You know, I've heard it prayed and so forth. And that's just like a lot of undue pressure to the point that I don't even see the benefit of the relationship hmm. because I'm so steeped in religion and ritualism that relationship is just has completely escaped my attention, you know, but the Absolutely. beauty is in the relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I know, I know my mind knows, right. That I can't do enough, but like I said, it's not even an outward thing. Like I'm looking at someone else, like you need to be perfect. I'm doing it to like, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, you need to do this this way. And, and like you said, heaping all these burdens onto yeah. myself. I'm, I guess it's like when you say I'm my own worst critic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm constantly criticizing myself. And even though I know that it's not about my perfection. And mm-hmm. so that's something I'm working on um, is how to let go of that. But like I said, it was so deeply entrenched right. since childhood about, you know, doing things the right way correctly. And if it's not done, you got to do it again, got to do it again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, like I said, it, it becomes this, um, this cycle that I have to, I, I have to, um, trust God that you know he's working with me to exit you know exit that cycle and break that cycle and, and you know the true enemy is the enemy mm. inward battles those inward struggles which is yes. what Paul says that inner man needs to be renewed day by day you gotta grow mm. you gotta you know get to a point where you know it's, it's less about me you know I, I would never have a true message if I never had mess <laughs> my wow. mess produced the messages that I preach and so yeah I can sit down with scriptures I can exegete scriptures break down scriptures apply the the rules of hermeneutics uh and so forth but when you're able to take this living word and apply it to the mess in your life then that becomes a powerful message that people can relate to you know a lot of folk steer clear of all churches yeah. Because in their minds, I got to be perfect in order to be in here. And then when I get in there and I see all these imperfect people, now I'm upset because of this hypocrisy that I see and I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the problem in painting that picture of a perfection, you know, with us. You know, we, we just have to be, hey, I am who I am. This, this publican, this tax collector, Look, be merciful to me. I'm still, I'm just a sinner. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just a beggar trying to show another beggar where to find the bread. You know, that's that's it. And when I maintain that spirit of humility, which is what this parable is about, then God in due time will exalt me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. See, and I've been, um, I've been trying to exercise that, that faith as well, because even with the recent events that's happened in, you know, in, in our country, uh, me and my husband were having a conversation about it. You know, he's on the road. He's listening to, you know, serious. They're talking about it all over the news. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling Jennifer that I've kind of limited my exposure to it. Like I know what I need to know and that's it. Mm-hmm. But that's time I said, let's look at it from a different perspective because we're Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're supposed to look at them. They are God's children. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've got to look past what has been done and to figure out, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We are wrestling against, you know, principalities mm-hmm. and, you know, wicked things in the higher places. And 
when we when we look past people who when we look past the person and look at the sin, I think that's when we cross over into like you said that Pharisaic type of okay. of, of uh, spirit. But when we look past the sin and look at the person and say that some you know I know you're having a hard time or you know you you're struggling with sin or you're struggling with depression or you're struggling with uh alcoholism or or whatever whatever vice because we all have a vice you know i may absolutely you know she jennifer may be great on her anger but i may have a hot temper you know yeah. but that, and that's my vice that i have to deal with but and then i may be just as joyful and never have to really worry about anything and jennifer may you know do, you know, suffer from depression or anxiety or something like that. But so we all have our different walks and we all have our different journeys. And I think once we, like you said, once we focus on that relationship and focus on that actual person and really get to know who that person is and say, well, you know what, I'm not going to condemn you for your sin because I have <laughs> skeletons in my closet as well. So who am I to try to condemn you just because I don't do the same thing that you do? You know, that's, I don't know. You know, I preached a sermon a long time ago called How to Win with a Bad Hand. Mm. And in that lesson, Jesus is in the synagogue and a man comes in with a withered hand, you know, and Jesus says, show yourself, show your hand, you know. And, and so a lot of folk, of course, wanted the man out because he was disfigured. You know, he, he didn't fit the part to be in the synagogue, especially in the presence of a great teacher like Jesus. But Jesus was teaching an object lesson using this man right before he healed him. But one of the things that I gathered from that text is that we have to be willing to expose what's wrong with us if we're going to get the help that we, we need. God is a God who looks beyond our faults and sees our needs. You know, and mm -hmm. when we have that same mindset, we become less pharisaical, less uh, judgmental, you know, and we'll do what we can to help folk, you know. Uh, what's happening right now in this country, as sad as it is, there's a spiritual solution to it, but we're so inundated with the the, the news and, and the physical, the material and the worldly information that we are seemingly losing our power to, to really give the vaccine that's truly needed, you know, hmm. which is, which is the gospel, you know, um, but yeah, we, we have to change our thinking as far as that's concerned. You know, once again, we all struggle in different areas, you know, and I'm in no position to look down on anyone else. I'm still striving to live the way God wants me to, to live. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes another episode of Soap Talk. We want to thank you for joining us today. Please join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. as we delve back into the topic. So thank you so much. God bless and we love you. Bye. Bye.